like I love capturing this energy, right? Because <laughs> five, ten years down it'll the road, different. it'll like, be different. We'll be like ragged <laughs> hippies. You guys won't have shaved in like five we years. We definitely and... think our kids probably are not gonna want to stay here for long. They're like old enough. They're like, hey, hey, like, like out of here. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Open Road Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Calvin. And today we are sitting on the same couch in the same room in the exact same place. This is rare. I'm never going to have to sync up this audio. It's going to be so easy to edit. Because you already have. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah, lucky you. I was going to line it up and Skype uh-huh. has this slight delay. Yeah. So you got to make sure it sounds natural and also natural like often you know me handling my own levels is a bit disastrous <laughs> so like you did my you did, you did my levels today which is just you know yeah good for you plus your mic etiquette isn't always as good as it could be i have poor generally poor <laughs> mic etiquette when podcasting this because you know i gotta hold this thing jared refuses to let me use a stand a mic stand no i don't yes you do you always chirp me for my mic stand no that's because you're even worse with a mic stand with your mouth that's fair <laughs> Anyways, this podcast is all about helping you find adventure in the everyday, and it's it's been working. I think so. It's really encouraging um, to get feedback, um, which is fun, and I feel like the feedback that I get um, is often from people that are really close to me yep. and will give me an honest review of what the episode was like, and right. usually without me asking, they'll, they'll tell me their thoughts on it, and so that's good. And I'm always kind of surprised, like episodes where I thought we didn't do a good job or probably not like our most interesting or exciting episode, yep. they loved for a whole bunch of other reasons. Yeah. Like we had a new level of conversation that was new and different and just more depth than yeah. our usual, yeah. which is something that I didn't really think of. Hmm. So I, I love hearing that. And the other thing that's cool too is it's nice to get that feedback from people close to us. It's nice to hear about people that you didn't necessarily know were a listener at all, yes. and they listen. They're like, yeah. oh, I was listening to this podcast or whatever. Yeah, that's it, always fun. And it's nice to know that, oh, yeah, I guess you post stuff, and even if you don't think you get that many likes or, like, I don't think our f- no one ever sees any of our Facebook stuff because Facebook makes you pay if any of your likers want to see it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, but people still know that we have a show and that it's decent to listen to, <laughs> and that's always kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it it's fun. Yep. So um, this is kind of an interesting episode this week. Uh, Jer soloed an interview. Yeah. And I feel like we've maybe done this. Have we done this before, a solo interview? Uh, I did a little mini episode with Jay Siemens without you. That's right, you did. A little update after his big uh, Texas bass fishing trip. That's right. Those are always exciting for me to listen to and always a little, hmm, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, I'll, li- I'll listen to those open road pods if I have nothing to do with it, and it's <laughs> always kind of fun. Yeah, so I asked Calvin. I was like, hey, I did this, I did this interview. Um, do you want me to send it to you? Do you think it's it'll, like, I think it would be good, but obviously we're partners here. We want to make yeah. sure everything yeah. is, is, is uh, we agree on what the content that we're posting. But he's like, no, post it. I love listening to it, having no idea I, what you talked about. The surprise is fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, we're both kind of controlling guys, so, I mean, it's <laughs> nice to just let that go. Yeah, it's good. You. It's good practice to just let it go. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this interview is with uh, some really, really lovely folks from um, a bed and breakfast in Prince Edward County. My wife and I, we were there. Uh, we had a business trip during the week in Ottawa and kind of on the it, it rolled into the weekend and we kind of made a little weekend getaway out of it. And these folks had just started up a uh, B&B and we didn't even know, but we were like the f- some of the first guests in their B&B. So right. they were like. I don't know. They were so welcoming and so awesome. And um, so we got chatting with them. And then as the conversation kind of just moved around, uh, we started talking a little bit about the podcast. And I said, you guys are actually be interesting to talk to because you're right at the beginning of this exciting new venture. Mm-hmm. And would you want to come and just chat about what it's like to start a bed and breakfast? And they said yes. And then we, we did, uh, did an interview. So, And do, do you think you guys like could do a and b do you think that's ever like I don't know? Do you think you have, you know, the uh, the charisma and the ability to to do it well? Oh yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And that was another really cool thing about what these folks have done. So we we get into it a little bit in the interview, but yeah. basically it is there's two sisters and both of their husbands, 
and they left their industrial designer jobs and all of the other like busy Toronto downtown urban lifestyle and they bought a house in Prince Edward County fixed it up the property is gorgeous it's like 75 acres but it was so cool because they have all these incredible ideas about what they want to do with the property and they're like committing to doing this for a long time and there were they kind of ranged from like late 20s to uh, mid to late 30s. Hmm. Um, so Whoa, it was so pretty young. So very young. So yeah, 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 again, wow. when we got we got to this B&B, we're like expecting like, you know, Grandma Jane and her husband well, who've been I running mean, a B&B for a long time. Typically what retirees will do. Exactly. Am I wrong? And that's why it was so cool. Yeah. And that's why when you say, could you see yourself doing that? It was right. kind of like, yeah. So their big thing is this idea of. The art of slow living. Okay. And cool. we get into that a little bit and, and you'll you can read a little bit about that in the show notes and whatnot. But it was so cool to just think about this idea of what does it mean to just slow life down a little bit and the adventure of um, opening up your home to people. Um, they were so excited just to meet tons of different people. Um, yeah, that's which fun. is a really cool thing about the cool. the bed and breakfast world. So while while this idea of like whatever having a your home open to strangers might not, or just like, oh, I own a home. How do I turn it into an adventure? Mm-hmm. I think having a and b is a pretty good way to do that. Yeah, there's some people that I just feel like are incredible hosts. I yeah. I, I often will think like, ah, you would be a killer B&B host. Like me? Not you particularly. Oh, but like you think of someone yeah, and say, yeah, uh, yeah. other people. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. always think like my dad would be like a killer B&B host. He's yeah. such a good cook. Oh, good. And like he just, yeah, he has little like hobby interests that would be like so perfect for that industry. Yeah. And I just think it'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That is always cool. You want someone who's really interesting. Yes. And who you can kind of is like a a good border, a good like mix of mysterious and yet really conversational. But also very socially aware. Like what's worse than someone who's hovering around you all the time when you just kind of want to do your own thing. And that was kind of interesting because Katie and I got there and we're like some of the first guests. And so they're like really excited. excited. Yeah. (laughs) And, like um you're kind of trying to have those like cues with each other like sure. is this all like are we like when do we want to go to dinner and never we're all hanging out like it was great they they like poured drinks for us made us tea and that's cool. they had refined yeah. fool in the fridge she poured me some of that oh i'd love it <laughs> so anyways it was it was very cool but it, it it um well and we'll get into that interview in just a moment but it reminded me calvin of you know my own home adventure and home ownership here a we go bit. sure um so we we recently bought our bought our house and we're you know moving in and do getting the garden getting settled. going getting settled like cutting the grass and we got a riding lawnmower and all this good stuff and we haven't met a ton of our neighbors in fact we've okay. only met two of the people who live around us mm-hmm. so it's really fun to think about what are these what do these people think about you neighbor interactions are very interesting <laughs> now we pretty much know all of our neighbors yeah at this point we've lived in our house for a couple of years how long did it take you like. You know what? Not long. Okay. Um, to be honest, I mean, our neighbors are pretty uh, classic, so they came over right away with baked goods nice, to nice. welcome us to the neighborhood, nice. which was like pretty awesome. Moving in somewhere that and having awesome. that—that's that, pretty. That's pretty good. I really want to, you know, be able to do that when yeah. you know we're not the noobs. Sure. We only have one next door neighbor. Yep. First day, they brought over fresh eggs from the chickens they have in their backyard, uh, which is perfect. Was awesome. Um, but because we haven't met a ton of our neighbors, I'm just like caught up in thinking about what do these people think about us? Right. Because we're, we're kind of young for the neighborhood that we're in. Yep. Um, you know, you always kind of are curious about the people who live around here. And, um, so what I've been trying to do while we don't know anybody is just like do weird, hilarious things in the front yard <laughs> to spark conversation <laughs> i don't even know or to intrigue like, yes probably to spark intrigue so for example the other day katie and i were um like doing some gardening and we had these waste paper brown paper waste bags yeah and just as a little joke while we were hanging out there i like put it over my head and like ran around our front lawn with that's a this yard waste thing over my head. Great thing to do. Sure. <laughs> why not? And I just like imagining what my neighbors are thinking as they <laughs> see these like young kids like being all weird in there. So you don't have thing. any like borders with neighbors like pro- where the properties touch? Just on one side. Just on the one side. Okay. Yeah. And, but those are the ones you've met though. Yeah. Any interesting like weird interactions with them? Like we had a f- couple of those. Uh, Well, our first interaction was kind of funny. So we were getting our septic tank pumped right when we got there to give it a fresh a fresh start. Nice. And 
the guy we I didn't know that the lids to my tanks were buried underground. Uh-huh. So I had to dig down. It's illegal now. To what? To have it underground? Yeah, you have to have the lids exposed. Oh, really? You have to put extensions on. Yeah, maybe in your county. Continue. Um, I, I he did tell me about the extensions, and I probably will get them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so so the septic guy comes, and I'm like on my way back home, but he he beat me there, and he he's like he gets there, he's like I don't dig, we don't dig, like we can't dig. I'm like, isn't this your job? And like, I didn't know. Wait, we- sorry, do you dig? <laughs> <laughs> you you wouldn't believe the number of times this guy said, I don't dig. <laughs> I'm not doing this. But anyway. This is not happening. But it was funny because he did dig and he went to my neighbor's house to get a shovel. So oh, my first a shovel. <laughs> so my first interaction with my neighbor was a forced interaction of returning his shovel that I was that's using amazing. to dig. So that's kind of a funny interaction. Yeah, but, that's fun. But they're, uh, they're great folks and they have... Um, uh, a daughter who's a little bit older than us with their first granddaughter. So there's kind of a little bit of uh, some good action yeah, yeah. in the neighbor's place. And so, so that's, that's pretty fun. Funny neighbor story. I've had this neighbor that's like right. So right over there that we share the side lawn with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't had a ton of interaction with them. They're, they're really old uh, and they stay inside a lot. Uh, my very first interaction with them is I went to introduce myself and he promptly told me that my shed was on their property. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I just moved in today, actually. <laughs> I was like, all right, fair enough. I guess this is what we're doing. And I then went and got like a oh. survey done and it's not. But right. He's convinced it is. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, I mean, like, it's fine. Like, and I helped him. He was really adamant that I trim a bunch of my branches of right. the hedge that borders our property. Right. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that because <laughs> then I have to see your house. Right. <laughs> um, so, and they have a son who's a few years older than me. He's probably like in his 30s. Yeah. And he's over there a lot. And he was doing some work there the other day. And I saw he got a bin dropped in the driveway and he was doing a bunch of like putting a bunch of junk in the bin. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to go see talk to him and see if I can, uh, you know, pitch in a few bucks and, and use their use bin. The bin. Yeah, like, why not? So I go over there, and I'm like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? I'm from next door, and I introduce myself, and I had seen him a couple times, and I was like, oh, yeah, you guys uh, doing some spring cleaning, trying to, like, try, right, trying to, like right, right, get, right. get up to, <laughs> to asking if I can use the bin. Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, my parents both died, oh. and so the house is for sale. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, true. Probably not going to ask about the bin. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'll leave the bin thing alone for now. <laughs> yeah, hey, so really I just like backed out hard from there. <laughs> Real sorry to hear about the old rents, but uh, <laughs> how much room you got in that bin? So that bin. <laughs> Do you know how they died? That's actually sad. I don't know. He said they died within two weeks of each really? other. Really? So kind of sad, kind of romantic, though. Yeah, I, I kind of. Were they pretty old? Mm hmm. Yeah, I kind of like a story uh, like that where. Yeah, pretty old, know, yeah. They kind of. You know, and die close funny, together. They died actually like a while ago in the winter, and I hadn't noticed. But kind of, we've lived here for a couple of years. They had, they don't come out of the house a lot in the winter, so I just figured like, oh yeah, they're they're staying in. You had one other interaction. It was him telling you about your shed, <laughs> and <laughs> then about the shed. And then he was then he was mad at your snow that fell off your tree onto his yard. Uh, yes, exactly. Huh. Yeah. And so you still don't know how they passed away. I don't know how. Oh. Um, I never recall seeing like an ambulance. Their driveway is on a different street right. than ours. On the street next door. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean that's that's kind of a fun thing before we meet our neighbors. Other yeah. funny stuff we did. It's like more embarrassing. It was bulk waste day, so we put a bunch of big stuff at the road. Nice. But that's always interesting to kind of get a gauge on who these people are. Yeah, but you got to call the truck to your house. Oh, okay. And we didn't know that. So, you so just put this out there. We put it out there that sat there for like three days. Garbage before. fails are so <laughs> annoying. You look like such a loser, right? and I feel like I do, I have that problem all the time. It's like. <laughs> The schedule is so weird with garbage and recycling. Right. We can never seem to get it right. Right. And our neighbors are always nailing it. Right. So, yeah, that was another funny thing. We're, and, 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 like, I'm not typically someone who really, I didn't think so anyway, who cares a ton about what other people think. But right. this has kind of got me a little bit. It's got me, like, thinking about it. And eh, even the other day I was cutting the grass. And then halfway through the grass cutting, I was like, oh, no, I'm cutting on a Sunday. Sunday's supposed to be, like, a calm day or a peaceful day. At least in where I grew up, like my parents never yeah. let me cut the grass or never cut the grass on Sundays. Oh, interesting. So I was kind of yeah. like, man, this loud machine is just blaring on a Disturbing. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So I don't know. So we'll see. Those are some of the funny things that we're doing. I've just, uh, I just can't wait to meet these people and start to 
now, gauge these first interactions and see what they think about us. But I never thought that the grass would be kind of a weird thing, but the grass is kind of a weird thing in my, my neighborhood. You can look outside here, and we're looking kind of at my front lawn. Yeah. I do not have good grass. No, you got terrible grass. I've got terrible grass. <laughs> I have an insane amount of dandelions, which I like because it is just the most incredible food for my bees. <laughs> and so they are, you know, all over. If you go down and there's a ton of dandelions there, it's just humming with activity. Oh yeah. In nature, and it's amazing. My neighbors across the street and on the other side of me are spraying their grass with fertilizers and oh. like crazy. So it's like, ah, do I like? I can accept the fact that we have the sucky lawn, but like, do I try and encourage them to have a sucky lawn for humanity's sake? Why would does the fertilizer hurt well, your the bees? Yeah, it's very bad for the bees. Yeah. Really, even yeah. just on their lawn, even though there's no flowers over there. Well, I mean, I think I feel like it's not like the, they don't really bees don't really respect you know township borders <laughs> they don't of grass property <laughs> lines. <laughs> property <laughs> lines. <laughs> but so I mean. Yeah, but I get, but my my thought is like if there's no flowers over there, are they not? Would they they wouldn't go over there? Perhaps not, and maybe let's just say not. But I mean, just the I fact the that it's in is, the air, it's in the air, and they're spraying it around, yeah. can't yeah. be good. Yeah, no, I think you should definitely go picket their front lawns. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is there some way I can just like anonymously, yeah, get get my message out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. This is like a fun adventure. Like now that you know home ownership you're much more of an adult and you're starting to worry about these things that like Mm -hmm. your parents kind of worried about and you didn't understand why or you didn't really care yes and now you're like oh yeah like i do want to be courteous on a sunday afternoon you do or you know all of those funny different things so anyways lots of adventures of home ownership well i i say we get to our interview with uh, the good folks of uh of the bed and breakfast called the edward now, I did use the Zoom recorder for this interview, so coming slightly from the left, you're going to hear Rebecca and Manoli, and then on the right-hand side, you're going to hear from Jessica and Payam, the two couples who own the B&B. Here we go. We're, we're here at the Edward, and it's great to be with you guys, um, and I'm interested in hearing kind of what was the big transition from where you said, we're going to leave our other life behind and dive into this adventure of starting a bed and breakfast i can't believe how fast it happened <laughs> it yeah. was like turned around in only a few months and i guess there there really was a catalyst for it and it was when our lives in toronto were starting to get uh just too heavy and uh hectic and it was hard to take a moment to slow down hmm. and we suddenly caught ourselves in that spiral of of working so hard and getting home late and having less and less time to sit down and make dinner together mm-hmm. and uh, and spend time on the things that we really valued and I think so the catalyst was really recognizing that that was happening to us right and then desiring something different yeah not just kind of continue with it because it was like oh well we live in the city this is just what we have to do um, it was like well we don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, we let's talk can about... Choose, we can actively choose something very different. Hmm. And um, uh, we did. <laughs> so you guys, even as sisters, what then made you want to go into that together? And I imagine that was a, a bunch of conversations to get get everybody on board to come <laughs> and, and do it's it. It's funny how few conversations it actually it, was. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it, I mean, <clears throat> it was over quite a long time that um, Rebecca and Manoli had talked about having a and b and had really had this idea of like this is what they want their life eventually to be like right and so it took us time you know, like it kind of happened in bits and pieces you know at first we were like oh well we can help invest yeah. in the bnb right. and then oh well maybe we'll move out to the to the country you know near you guys and we can help cook and then we were visiting the county um in november and um my husband Payam, who he has a crazy, crazy job. Um, he was just like, you know what? We're gonna buy the B and B with you. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're, we're gonna, gonna do just it take the leap. And it, it yeah. just happened. And from from November to December, it was like mm-hmm. it all happened. We then found that we were buying a place, and then we were out all the way out here. And I mean, for Rebecca and I, I think we kind of sometimes we look at each other and we're like, how did 
this happen? How, How did this we happen? Because we have always wanted to be very close. Right. Yeah, and yeah. now we live with, and work with our best friends, and yeah, it's uh, kind of it's a dream come true. We think like, how did we trick them into yeah, you, you know are, doing this? You guys are the marionettes, and we're just the puppets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been brought out into the middle of nowhere. And, yeah, and, but I think the dream was contagious, you know, and it, and yeah. not only. Um, within our family and, and the number of people, our friends and family who want to be involved, yeah. but strangers, you know, mm. we tell anyone about it and it's, there's like this spark that shows up in their eyes mm. and they, they want to know how they can do something similar, you know, pursue their own dreams. Hmm. As we've been chatting with a bunch of other people, we find that a lot of people are leaving this behind or that behind to really focus on, I don't know, something that they're really passionate about. A question that is always lingering in my mind is like, is it possible for everybody to do that? Because if everybody just follows their dream or their whatever, like what happens to the rest of the world? Have you guys thought at all about yeah, that? Have you seen question. other friends who've done stuff that's a little more crazy? I mean, I mean, I think it's easy enough to carve out a living in something you're passionate about, depending on how much money you want to make. But it's just one funny thing I've been thinking about. I think when you, I think when you, you kind of have to realize what is important to you if if you are happy and fine with the stress of being in the city you know even if you have other passions you'll find the time to do those mm. to work on those while you're busy making money to sustain the life that you have like in a bigger city but i think um if i don't know if you if you just can't rationalize like doing that well, you'll just do you'll just figure it out there's also different types of people. That's one thing we're also realizing is some people are very supportive of what we're doing. They just don't necessarily feel like they can do it themselves. Right. They would think like, wow, this is great, but I mean, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the life for me, you know? Yeah. So I think some people are more comfortable pursuing uh, their dreams on a smaller scale. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Or it's the stability of having, you know, you work for someone else, you have a, a set income. Whereas we're, you know, we're kind of going in the opposite direction right now. Like, we're <laughs> not going to be making, you know, yeah, loads of money. But right. for what we don't make money-wise, we make up for in other ways. And yeah. that's something that we were willing to sacrifice a bit on mm -hmm. um, was the money aspect. And Well, it's also yeah. the, the opportunity cost of it is um, you start to value your time. And, yeah. you know, uh, another catalyst was the, the birth of, of our daughter. And... You know, we, I want to spend time with my daughter. Mm. And when I'm at work, I don't. Right. Mm -hmm. And so being around her, her every day is very valuable to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to kind of, pursuing your passions doesn't have to be the same thing as making money. Like mm -hmm. that's, I think since actually we made this move, I talked to a lot of people about it and, um, People have a hard time separating those two because yeah. like, you have to, right? It's like a, you have to pay the bills. So you think about money and it, it it's funny when you pursue your passion, money becomes just a byproduct. It's like a result. Right. You can figure out how to make money. Um, <clears throat> and then the lifestyles we are building is based on the money, right? How much I'm making. Right. So I'm going to buy a house. Um, and you are kind of now that you need to continue that <clears throat> life and the work that you're doing to make that money to sustain the life you build in the first place whereas if you build the life not based on the money you made but based on the passions and the way you wanted to live you only need to make as much money as you need to sustain yourself you actually right. don't like, so it's it's pretty pretty powerful when you eliminate money you take it out of the equation yeah yeah mm -hmm. and you can totally pursue your passion and then then figure out okay well how do i make money doing it um, that's really cool that's hard i mean like Oh, that's yeah. a badge of big mindset yeah. change. Yeah. yeah, and one of the, the, I think the only reasons why we were able to do this is because we went in on it together. Right, absolutely. If we had done it as individual couples, I don't right. know how we would have managed. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a, an important lesson, actually, is for us and for others to realize that you don't have to always pursue uh, what's important to you or your, your dreams or uh, follow your goals by yourself. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think we we kind of live in a time where there's a lot of emphasis on um, on doing things autonomously and yeah. um, making it on your own. Um, but 
in reality, like you, it takes a team and, mm-hmm. uh, we were, we've been able to achieve so much more in such a short amount of time just because we've been working together and leaning on each other mm. and relying on each other's skills. So I think it says a lot for, for just not, not feeling like you have to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is such a large venture that we can each carve out a niche in it. Right. So we've already seen that, um, you know, we've already seen that, that Prime has been, um, you know, bringing plants into the into the home, yeah, and it it creates a nice atmosphere for for ourselves and the guests. Yeah, yeah. our resident plant mom. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I've been loving it. just taking a look around. It's everything's clean and crisp, and it all looks really nice. There's some really nice, uh, really nice plants in here. Yeah, <laughs> not, beautiful. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Um, <laughs> it, another another thought that just keeps coming back to to, to my mind is um, I've been thinking about this for a while. Um, as I feel like as a society, we are so obsessed with specialization okay. in everything we do, right? Throughout your growing up, you're told, oh, well, what do you want to do when you're growing up, right? Um, well, you got to go to school, specialize in one thing and do one thing to be successful in that yeah. one thing. I actually personally think that's kind of undermining human capacity. I hmm. think humans are capable of doing many things and do them really well at the yeah. same time, and be right? Happy to do and be happy doing more that. Than one thing. Mm-hmm. But when you live in a big city and you're working the day job type of thing, you are forced to kind of specialize and do mm-hmm. that one thing. This is this has allowed us to actually think about many things. Right. And not one thing. It's like all of us have we actually to a fault a little bit. We have so many ideas. More yeah, ideas yeah. than we can we can actually do. And yeah. every day we come up with a new idea, right? And this has allowed us to actually do that, right? Hopefully, in the long run, it'll allow us to bring some of those ideas to reality. Yeah. You know, but we don't have to do one thing, you know. Yeah. Sure, there is the hospitality component of it mm-hmm. as a core, but we can expand in any direction we want it to really yeah. from mm-hmm. here. And this will be the baseline for yeah. everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. We do. Yeah. No, I really relate to that. Um, to having lots of ideas, and I think, as you were talking about the team element, having the B&B as your kind of, you know, you know, that's kind of your daily, now your new daily job is making mm-hmm. sure your guests are happy and well-fed and comfortable. Yeah. I'm looking around this beautiful property that you guys have and even my mind is going yeah, with like, all the fun ideas that um, yeah. that I'm sure Join you guys are Join our team. <laughs> Move out to the country. Yeah, we're trying to convince one guest at a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Move to the county. Yeah. Yeah. To the county. So... Considering that uh, Katie and I are some of your very first guests, we didn't even know that coming in. I mean, we went on your website. It looks like you guys were well-established and beautiful website and really nice everything (laughs) coming here. Um, But how are you guys feeling right now? I mean, it's like you said, it's been a whirlwind, but having your first, some of your first guests and again, trying to curate and craft their experience. What's the feeling going through your minds in these very early days? I get nervous. Yeah, <laughs> nervousness. Yeah, I think be. I mean, I get excited, but I'm also nervous because I'm, I'm. I've always been afraid of like my social interactions with people. Yeah. <laughs> you know whether so or not. This is I'm gonna be good practice. Yeah, for you. good practice. <laughs> I'm gonna say something weird or you know not know what to say mm-hmm. that kind of thing or it's like too invasive. You know. In, yeah. Like, How are you doing? How was your sleep? How was your experience at the Edward? You know, like <laughs> am I too intense? I think we're all sort of hyper aware about right about the experience and also yeah. a lot of us come from a design background where you think about user experience you know right. and um and so how did that feel yeah <laughs> how did that feel what are, what are people did it create the yeah. feeling you wanted it to create yeah. and you're like Ugh. so we're kind of yeah in this interesting state of being hyper aware of our of the environment we're creating and, yeah. and maybe even the things that we're, we're saying and doing but i i hope it'll become second nature yeah. and just yeah. feel a bit easier as time goes yeah. on mm-hmm. yeah we've also been uh, sharing several uh, silent high fives in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what oh, you don't like see that. behind the curtain. Like yeah. Lots of that high fives. Yeah, a lot of invisible high fives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, from our perspective, us walking. I don't know if Katie, if you knew that this was as new as it is. I mean, um, well, I had been told that the website was new, so I figured it, it, the whole enterprise might be new, mm-hmm. but I didn't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're walking it in here. I mean, I don't know if, if there's like hardcore B&B goers who just try every new one in the county or whatever, but sure. we pe- people, like we wouldn't have known that mm-hmm. it was really a new place, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's, that's good. good to know. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And ho- hopefully, like, I think as well, I, I think like, 
is it intimidating having four of us here? Oh yeah, you know? that's something like, else we wonder. Usually it's four a hosts. couple, and, and maybe they've got like some kids or older kids or whatnot, but it's like four, you know, relatively youngish hosts. Yeah. And a baby. Yeah, but um, she's you know, the icebreaker, though. She, she's the icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But you kind of wonder is that is that sometimes too many people or is it good because then you know someone can be off conversing with guests and then someone's in the kitchen doing something yep. so I think just kind of figuring out too like where sometimes I don't know where to place my body yeah like where yeah. What, what's our responsibilities as a team yeah. and how to divide that work yeah. is uh something yeah. we're going to work on yeah they'll yeah. have more work over time as well and mm-hmm. so uh, this weekend because of the rain and whatnot has it been a bit slower but typically you know we're we are planning on having a garden and chicken coop. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be errands to run, so I don't imagine all of us will be in the house That's at true. all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can see uh, when there is all of us here, we're like, okay, I guess we're just hanging out, <laughs> and then hopefully our guests are, are social. You know, uh, yeah. you know, if, if they're not, then obviously we would have to sense that and kind of stay away. But yeah, like Rebecca was saying, <laughs> you know, just to kind of give them the privacy and. But as you were saying, like I'm definitely hyper aware of all of those details. Yeah, and yeah. You're, you're constantly thinking about it. Yeah, maybe too much sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think you're right to think about it, right? Because everybody is so different. Mm-hmm. Even within a couple, people are really different. So one person might be really interested in chatting, and then the other person might be like, "Oh, uh, you know, like we want to retire to or whatever." Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, even Katie and I, we had our our little check yesterday. Is like. I'm really enjoying myself here. Like, do we want to go to dinner at six or six thirty? Let's go at six thirty. Like, yeah, we're really enjoying great. our time together. <laughs> but you, you kind of got to find that little yeah. moment to, to know, navigate it. But it's like your guests come here to have time away right. and together. Right. So you don't want to be so invasive. And it's know. it's there is a balance though. Yeah. You talk about not being invasive, but. At the same time, the the idea of a bed and breakfast is to share your space with. Yeah, with yeah, that's yeah. yeah. True. I yeah. mean, at the core, we love people, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's I don't know. That makes it really fun, actually. But we like people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and for us, I mean, we we're probably not the classic D and B demographic of, of being pretty young as well. I don't know if that's true or not, but we love to meet new people and, yeah. and hear oh, new great. stories. And so when we come to places like this. It's like, I'm not staying at a hotel, I'm staying at a and b to get to know the local area. This is my mm-hmm. first time in Prince Edward County, or mm-hmm. to hear about the little things that have been going on in the lives of, of folks. And so I was honestly a little bit surprised to find such a, a group of younger people mm-hmm. starting and running a B&B, so I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, to be seen what kind of what sort of a demographic will will attract yeah, yeah. in the long really run. We'll probably get a mix of it, uh, yeah. all kinds of people, and that's partially Maybe. why we're here, because we are all looking for those stories yeah you know hopefully we'll have guests who want to share those stories and hear ours yeah so yeah it's just all about the human interactions mm-hmm. yeah that's cool so one other thing that that we sometimes like to do on the show is just offer a tiny bit of practical advice or a tip or one more nugget of wisdom to our listeners around um finding adventure so uh, you know does anyone have anything that they want to share in terms of you know, finding some adventure oh, in the yeah. everyday. You guys have now taken the plunge. It uh-huh. could be as big as doing that or as small as, you know, getting a new plant. Uh, you know, okay, I definitely have a little piece. You guys mind go, if I go ahead? Go okay, I think if it excites you, if it gives you any kind of spark or joy, become, make it a habit to say yes. Hmm. You know, whatever it is and to whatever capacity you can actually go forward with that yes, just start saying yes to things and catch yourself when you say, no, I can't. Uh, and ask yourself why you can't. Why do you tell yourself you, mm-hmm. uh, why do you put barriers up and limits up to yeah. what you can experience and achieve? Um, so that's like a, just a very good mindfulness practice is to start saying yes to the things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. And then you find out to what extent you go and, uh, and bring that into reality. Yeah. Yeah, big or small. I'd say to, to piggyback on that thought, um, don't, don't overthink things because mm-hmm. the more you think about something, <laughs> the more time you give yourself to talk to yourself out of it. Take yourself out of it. Yeah. 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 It's a balance between like, between planning and action. Hmm. Yeah. You can plan up the wazoo. Yeah. But 
until you actually do something about it or, you know, actually go out Until and you do start it. moving on, yeah, on moving something. On it, it may never happen. It may never happen, yeah. Yeah. So actually, it's, it sounds silly, and I know people say that all the time, but just, like, just go for it. Mm. And, yeah. you know, we had the idea of, like, well, if we fail, at least we've tried. And mm-hmm. I know that's, you know, people say that all the time. Yeah. Um, but we were like, well, we're young enough now thinking do it if it's horrible right we'll figure it out right you know whether whether young or old you'll figure it out but yeah um it's better to try it than to think what if and again people say that all the time but when you actually make that decision to to act on on the the what if Mm -hmm. it feels really good yeah yeah feels like you're gonna live without regret right and so such a wonderful feeling and it's Mm -hmm. scary too but yeah it's kind of like the scary is kind of also an exciting portion of it. <laughs> yeah. Feeling uneased yeah. sometimes is really good. Hmm. Um, it is. It makes yeah. you... It's the roller coaster it, effect. Yeah. Like and we it, kind of shy away from discomfort you. generally, right? But yeah. that's such As a humans, good way yeah. to put it, that mm-hmm. unease. Sometimes that's a good place to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My only advice is what I give myself all the time because I need to still be better at it. It's like doing all of that. Sometimes you just gotta pause and take a deep breath yeah. and not do anything. Just <laughs> so reflect. true. <laughs> like we, shut your we're, brain we're up. Con- we're constantly going. Right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just like we are. Maybe we are trained to think that yeah. way. This trained to think that way for our day jobs. Yeah. But then once you take that out of the equation, yeah, you have to switch your your thinking. Because there's always work. There's always gonna be more work to do and more ideas and things to work on. Mm-hmm. It's just good sometimes yeah. to to well, take a break. And that's mm-hmm. how we we started to develop almost like a an internal motto of uh, the art of slow living and mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to achieve here yeah we're still working on that yep. <laughs> we're, still we're still like that. we still have moments where we're like oh my gosh there's so much so to do much and to yeah. freaking out yeah. and then these you know the guys get back from toronto on the weekends for now and uh it's like they come into an environment that should seems like it should be calm and like relaxing but then it's just like the week has built up and you know well, it's the thing for us too because we're we're coming into it thinking we have you know the weekend to accomplish so much oh so much. my gosh and then you get like one panel of wall up and you're like i'm done <laughs> <laughs> i'm good yeah. well I, I really like that i think that it's almost an ideal the art of slow living mm-hmm. i like that you don't say the science of slow living right mm-hmm. that would mean oh we can get it right tomorrow mm-hmm. if we just do the right things but um, again, as I read through the copy on your website, I was like, oh, yeah, that does sound really nice. I want to go there and experience that that little bit of slowdown. So I am excited to hear that for you guys. You're kind of like, no, this this motto is for us. We need to kind of learn oh how gosh, to yeah. move into yeah, this. What we've written on there is definitely very internally driven and super yeah. transparent for yeah. what we want to accomplish yeah. in life. And, and we are hoping to share that with people. Yeah, it could be that reflects. You know, it's this isn't a lifestyle for everybody, but we kind of figure everybody at least some point in their life is is gonna want a little taste of that. Yeah, a little, a little retreat, you know, retreat, yeah. a little break, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Don't come out and move to the country. Great, you know, you're a city dweller. Go for it. Um, but we can offer you just that little tiny break. Yeah, and because that's what we found we needed in our life, and if we can give that to people. Um, just as like a little moment, I'm yeah. good with that. And we couldn't offer it without living it ourselves. No. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. yeah. I think people see through, you know, the facades we kind of try to put up pretty quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, so congratulations, you guys, for, for getting this Thank off the ground. You. We've really uh, enjoyed our stay and really enjoyed our breakfast and we'll... You know, tell our listeners to check out your site, and if they want to come come down this way, uh, we have people from all over the world who listen. So who knows who might uh, who might yeah, end up seeing by? Yeah. So that'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks so much, so guys. Jared, if you were gonna open your own B and B one day, do you think you do you have like a name in mind? Hmm. I don't have a name in mind. No, I think you want it to be something elegant, though, because mm. in my mind, B and Bs are pretty, uh, pretty top of the line in terms of the experience and the relaxing nature. So you want it to yes. be something that really draws people in. And I like what the Edward has done. 
they're in Prince Edward County, so mm-hmm. they've taken something that is really recognizable, and I think that's right. also really helpful. Where it's like they are the Edward in Prince Edward County, so you're kind of like a go-to in some ways. Well, and I guess the other thing is like typically these B and Bs are in like an old historical house, so yep. it's kind of cool to you always want to be able to know what the history of the house was, and then maybe draw the name from yeah. uh, a point of history. Yeah, that's kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, thank thanks to uh, to all those wonderful folks for coming. On the show and for just sitting down and having a really casual conversation, I really enjoyed. Um, we really enjoyed our stay and we really enjoyed um, chatting with them. And so, I mean, I would highly recommend going to visit those folks there. Uh, they're great. And we had a, a really, really lovely time there. I have never even heard of Prince Edward County until like a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, Now really. I can't stop hearing about it. <laughs> like everyone's going to Prince Edward County. <laughs> I've like still <laughs> never been there. Kate's been there uh, maybe two times since the last couple of years. I think but Danielle's loves bachelor it. party was there. Yes. Bachelor, no, bachelorette. <laughs> I mean, yeah, had nothing but uh, great things to say about it. It it was really lovely. I mean, there's so many parts of Ontario that are actually really nice. Yes. When you just drive through them, it's just casual. Sure. Country roads, country living. But you're not trying. um, This place was so cool. So, um, A, we saw a bunch of wildlife. There was foxes and deers running around the property, which was Mm. awesome. Deer, very common. Fox, great to see a fox. Yes. But right where they are, they're they're right by this place called Lake on the Mountain. Okay. And it's so cool because you basically drive up almost like a hundred or maybe even close to 300 feet, like a little bit of like a hill or escarpment or ridge. And then there's just this lake at the top of this ridge. And then not like a hundred feet from the edge of the lake is where the escarpment drops off and you see Lake Ontario below. That's unbelievable. So So it's like, it's like a natural infinity edge pool. You got it. It's so cool. On the top of a hotel. You got it. That is so cool. It was so cool. And is there anything up there? Um, yeah, there's a little plaque that talks about the mysteries of how this lake exists and no one really understands it. And there's all kinds of cool, there's all kinds of really cool native, um, that's really exciting native, uh, like neat native stories of how this thing came to be. And I know I took a picture of the sign. It was kind of cool to read it. You're dancing around native things. (laughs) (laughs) Say what you want to say. Yeah, no, but but it was cool because you're like looking out here and you see the lake. That's really cool. Almost at eye level. And then you look over there and it's like a huge drop to Lake Ontario. So uh, really interesting uh, geography or geology, kind of where we were too. But I used to like probably like five, six years ago, I used to be really bummed about where we live. And I would to get out of my funk of living where I lived. And uh, this is kind of Ontario specific. Yeah. I would go on the Ontario website. Because yes. like, mm, what better way to get sect of it where you live than going on their own website where they're just going to pump it hard. Yeah. I have to work pretty well. Ontario feel is, it got me out of that I funk. think it's a pretty beautiful place. Yeah. I mean, we don't have mountains, but we have tons of other amazing stuff. Yeah, we pretty much have everything but mountains. And there's even yeah. some pretty nice hilly spots and good hiking trails. For sure. Where we were yesterday. Very hilly. Yeah. Really cool. Yep. Yesterday for... Uh, our good friend Tim and Sarah's wedding. Let's just congratulate those two. Oh, dear. Round of applause. <laughs> yes. Uh, we love you guys. I uh, hope you have a, a wonderful time uh, on the on the old honeymoon. I don't even know if Tim listens to this thing. No, I don't think so. <laughs> have we ever mentioned that Tim like was an original um, developer of the Open Road Pod? Yeah, we did it. We had him on the show. Oh, we had him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think about. I actually was thinking about that the other day. If if it would ever make sense to bring on a third host. Uh, I know. I, I, I love the dynamic of three. Um, part of me wants to just have this blow up so bad, and then just I can say to Tim, like, should have got in while it was small, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, speaking of this thing blowing up so bad, Calvin and I, we are finally together, and we're going to do some planning. And I'm willing to say it on the on the, uh, on the the air here. Fine. We're, we're trying to come up with some ideas that, that are very shareable. Yeah. Yes, okay, like working... We've had so much fun working with other creators and other, um, you know, people that are interested in doing things different. So, I mean, I think kind of we're working on some things that are going to involve other people, people that we've done podcasts with and hopefully do some more stuff with in the future. Um, yeah, it's going to be just some good collabs. Anything to collab. Yes. And we have some really good ideas for some uh, what we think will be pretty funny video content mm-hmm. that we hope can be pretty shareable and that. Um, can just be an easy way for fans of the show to tell other people about the show. Right. Because, I don't know, I think the more people that listen, the easier it is to get bigger and bigger guests. We're emailing some people, and they're asking, like, oh, so how many listeners do you have? And if this person has, like, 50,000 followers, 
mm-hmm. they kind of want an audience of a couple thousand sure. or more. Maybe sure. I don't know what they want, but we're not quite there yet. So mm-hmm. um, we, we, we kind of want to keep doing some things and keep putting out really great actual episodes, but then also maybe doing some other things that are going to help people hear about the show. So that's coming probably this summer. July is very busy, but um, well, it's exciting. Jerry's going to be living up here this summer yeah. and like we're going to be really close and I mean we're going to have just you know unlimited access to the RV and yes. so I'm just you know I think we're both kind of thinking there's there's a lot of opportunity it's never going to be more convenient than it is this summer for us to yeah. really pump out some content and to um, grow uh, yeah grow with the podcast and and what it is exactly that we're doing yeah so we got to say it on the air to hold ourselves accountable it's worked well for us but doing um, that yeah another kind of side note my camp adventure started this weekend Yes. So that's that's exciting. That's why I'm going to be up in this area. Did you hit the plunge this weekend? Oh, we did not hit the plunge. We just oh. put it in and got it inspected. Oh, though. good. Not we. I had nothing to zip do with them but the camp people. So, dude, get this. They're building a brand new zip line. So I heard rumblings of that. Go on. So this zip line. Talk about a great ad- thing for adventure. This zip line. Do you know the boys camp uh, soccer field? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like where the sports courts are in the skate yeah. park? Yeah. So... Where we usually have the barbecues for boys yeah. camp BBQs, there are three massive telephone poles sticking straight up, and then there's a zip line that's going to go all the way across the entire field into the pinery. That's amazing. Yeah, so they cleared some trees. In Wait, the are they shutting down the lake zip line? No, that's still going. Oh, okay. There's we just want more. Just more zip. Just more zip. <laughs> Why have one when you can have two <laughs> zip lines? So yeah, that's wicked. Anyway, so that stuff's happening. But yeah, we had our, our leaders in training kickoff weekend, and that's now over, and it went really well, and I'm excited about that, and I'm excited about the group of young leaders that uh, that we get to uh, hang out with all summer. Hey, if you're a listener, and you got young kids, and you want to give kids the opportunity for mm. incredible relationships mm. to go beyond uh, you know, anything you could ever give them, give them mini Yoey. Give them camp. I All of my, I think I can say this, all of my best, not all of my best, a lot of my <laughs> best relationships have come out of Minioe. Yeah. They, they honestly have. Yeah. Yeah. And now into my adult life, I haven't even been there in a long time. Still, like, very close friends have yeah. come from me going to camp with those people and working with them. So, oh, yeah. What a, I think my dad said to me recently, like, what a, what a great investment that was yeah. in you kids, you know, giving yeah. you that camp. Yeah. And if, and if you're not even from this area, I mean, there's so many amazing camps all around yeah. the world and all around our, vast uh our vast continent here that it's just a place where kids can uh grow up and learn about themselves apart from yeah you know their parents apart from their regular peer group and meet new people and try new things and i'm just such a big believer in it you know i i'm i'm a i'm a really new parent but i'm just i feel like i'm gonna be a really big believer in letting kids go berserk (laughs) (laughs) i think it's just fun (laughs) just letting them go well that was fun about this weekend too right i have 50 16 year olds right guys and gals who have for at minioe anyway been in boys camp and girls camp for a long time yeah everyone coming together you're kind of like uh, I just hope everything goes okay. <laughs> and now, like, being in charge of this program is, like, pretty weighty. It's kind of funny. So I can kind of compare that to – I remember seeing a long time ago a documentary about prison. <laughs> and, um, and Where is this mo- going? More specifically about prison guards. And, like, the reality is in the U.S., like, prison guards, prison guards cannot contain the prisoners if the prisoners decided to, to revolt to revolt together. Like, they just physically cannot contain them. There isn't the manpower or, like, gunpower to do so. I feel like that's a similar thing with you. 100%. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, <laughs> like there's as if you can control 50, 16-year-olds. <laughs> well, and that was the cool thing about the weekend, right? So, the very – I think it's so important to set the tone properly up front. So, our whole first session was really talking about, well, what do we expect out of each other? And one of my big things was, um, you know, I would always ask them a question. I'm trying to build agreement the whole mm-hmm. time. I was like, mm-hmm. Calvin, like, do you want people to respect you? I do. So if I respect you, will you respect me? I do. Right? You Let's go for it. Hey, so I know you're 16, but you're pretty smart. And you're pretty capable. Do you want to be treated like an adult or do you want to be treated like a child? Adult, of course. Right? So if yeah. I treat you like an adult, will you treat me like an adult? Of course. So We're working it, here together. Exactly. So yeah. it's pretty cool to explicitly build a little bit of a framework of expectation because now I can re- really easily point back to it. Okay. In this situation, like you didn't really show a lot of respect to me or to that person. And yeah. Last time I checked, you actually want respect from me, correct? Oh, yeah, I do. So, I don't know. It's just giving people a chance to figure out what it actually means to live some mm-hmm. of this stuff out. So, it's been – it was a good kickoff, and I'm excited for 
June when we start up the actual program. And to be up north is going to be pretty, pretty fun. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for the stories that it's going to bring. Yeah. 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 Cool. So um, what else we got, Jared? I mean, B&B. If you haven't been to a B&B, just give it a shot. Have I you mean, been to one? No. It's it's kind of an expensive thing. It is. Eh? It's uh, like usually over 200 bucks a night. So we actually, we, I, we, we have been to one, but I mean, we uh, that's where we stayed actually. We stayed at a B&B. For the night of our wedding, and we got in super late, and we had to leave super early, yeah. and uh, and that was it. So yeah, so I mean, I yeah, like two hundred bucks a night is like that's like the cheap side yeah. of things. Like you can pay four fifty a night, no problem. Oh, easy. And usually it's a two night minimum. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. anyways, it's an interesting. It's a very interesting industry, and yeah. like I said, it is kind of on the luxury side of things. But you're a luxury um, kind of guy, you know. You know, every once in a while, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm. Just go out and and again i really like the philosophy that these folks had and we kind of were reading on their website and we're like oh yeah let's embrace the art of slow living we just did this wild business trip i've been traveling a lot do you think this like camp stuff coming up so let's just take some time let's do it this is worth it to just slow down do you think people like they i haven't listened to the interview yet um were they at all like burned or like jaded by the the city hustle bustle lifestyle and this is why they've decided to to move into this um i don't think they were very jaded but they just like looked at their life soberly and they're like what do we want and it was actually interesting so one of the couples had just had their first kid who is oh man i don't know how she was now like under six months so a newborn okay and they were kind of like where do we want our kids to grow up and thinking about this that and the other and they mm-hmm. had this dream for a long time, which was another thing we talked about in the interview. We had this, dr- they had this dream, and then they um, said, uh, "Let's make it happen. Let's just do it mm-hmm. and see what happens." So, anyways, that was that was their story. So. I love it. Our generation just making things happen. Yeah, going against the grain, living off script. Cool. Yeah. Um, Jer, you know we got you for a little bit longer here tonight, which is nice. Nice, nice having you over at my house tonight. Yeah, we're gonna do some planning right now. We're we're diving into some kind of long term podcast planning, uh, an opportunity we don't get to do a lot of this, so we're gonna try and no. pump out as much as we can. Yeah, and then you know we got some dinner with my in laws tonight, so gotta get Jerry kind of psyched up for that. <laughs> I'm psyched up. I love me. Uh, let's hang in with your okay, in laws. Yeah. Great, uh, great folks. And uh, that that brings us to the end of this wonderful episode. Cal, what's our little uh, what's our little battle cry? Do you remember what it is? About our battle cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> We used to tell I people that we hope they have adventure, but then I, I told you that was too wussy, and you kind of agreed. I, so are we just saying go have adventure? Exactly. Just do it. Yeah. Can we just use the term just do it? Um, I think we might run into copyright uh, issues. But if we get sued by Nike, that would be kind of fun, actually. I think getting sued by Nike is only going to be good for us, <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest. All right, so hit us with it. Just do it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We will uh, We'll see you next week.